Welcome to Excel 360 Leadership Podcast, building world-class leaders one conversation at a time. Let's join our host, executive leadership coach, coach trainer, and business consultant, Christina Lee. Welcome to Paradigm 360 Coach Training. I am your leadership coach, Christina Lee, and I am excited to bring you another leadership podcast. Today, I want to talk about something very dear to my heart, and it's transformation. That's right. We're going to talk about convergence, and this may be a new topic for some of you, but uh, in our coach training program, we get an opportunity to lead uh, people through some exciting, transformative work, and this is one of the components that we get an opportunity to use. And so tonight, I want to give you a snippet of what that's like. You know, when I think about transformation, I I was having a conversation last night with uh, my nephew, and uh, we were talking about the caterpillar. And he said to me, he said, you know, A.T., it's interesting that people typically don't want to step on a caterpillar. And I never thought about it. And I think one of the reasons that people don't want to step on a caterpillar is because it's harmless, right? We know that the caterpillar is not really going to do any harm or destruction to us. But I think on a lighter note, I think that we all realize that the caterpillar inside of their being possess uh, some wonderful attributes that we will eventually see in its transformative state when it transforms into a butterfly. However, we must admit that that caterpillar is going to go through uh, a very ugly season, uh, a very challenging season. And by the time the season is over, it would have produced something very, very beautiful. So it's with that said that I want to talk tonight about our caterpillar state. Because all of us start out like that caterpillar. We all start out in a place where we're moving toward destiny and our current state is not where we're going to stay. And so in this convergence diagram that I'm going to talk about tonight, if you can imagine, it looks like a wheel. And on the wheel, uh, there's about seven different areas. And I'm just going to kind of briefly touch on them. I'm not going to go into great detail, but I think if you just jot some things down about your own life, you might be able to somewhat back into your own theme that will produce life purpose in your life. So the first category that we have to start with is God and revelation. What has God said about you? What has he declared over your life? You know, I remember as a young girl, uh, I was in uh, elementary school and I could remember my first fast. I uh, attended a parochial school. And of course, when Lent would come, uh, we would always have to make some type of sacrifice for Lent. Well, in the in the uh, third grade, I decided to have a big audacious goal. And that goal was to give up candy. Now, that's big for a third grader. But it's interesting because during that time, I just could remember walking to the 15 bus and I could remember God just speaking something in my heart. 
And one of the things that God has consistently said to me since the third grade is that I was going to be a speaker. I always felt something in my spirit that I was born to speak. And, 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 and you know, it was almost like uh, this nudging desire that, that he was going to do something with my voice. You know, I tried my hand at singing and I didn't pan out too well with that. And although there are people who say, oh, you're, you're pretty good, but, but I, I couldn't make a living off of my singing. But speaking is something that as a child, I remember um, the name Les Brown. I have no idea where I got that name from. I was too young to be a follower of Les Brown, but I do, I do believe that it was a part of the piece of the puzzle that God was trying to communicate to me about my purpose. Now, in addition to looking at how God provides revelatory information, we also have to look at the next category, and that's examining circumstances beyond our control. See, there are things that have happened to you in your life that are beyond your control. Uh, It could be things as simple as the birth order. Maybe you were the last or maybe you were the first and you had a lot of responsibility uh, for the last child that came around. Uh, It could be your uh, geographical location, where you were born. You could have been born into poverty. You could have been born into a middle class family. But all of those things are beyond your control. Sometimes the things beyond our control are not so good, like possibly we've been in situations of divorce, or maybe we were a product of a family divorce. Maybe we struggled with drugs and alcohol, or maybe we were challenged with areas like uh, molestation or things that uh, were, were terrible and dark in our life. And so as we look at these things in our life, We have to understand that God uses these things to assemble the clues of where we're going. This is part of the process of the cocoon. This is part of the process of transforming from a caterpillar to a beautiful butterfly. Now, these many life convergences in our life, they set us up and they serve as a vehicle to direct us to the things that we will be drawn to externally in life. So, for example, because of some of the pain and the hardships that I've gone through in life, I have been drawn to leaders. I am drawn to develop, train, equip, and ignite people in such a way to help them develop in their leadership skills. See, I've been through a lot of challenging things as a leader. I've had good leaders and I've had bad leaders, and I've learned most from the bad leaders. And it's those leadership uh, qualities in them that weren't so great that really propelled me into a place of diving deeper to realize if I wanted to be a great leader, I couldn't model what they were displaying. And so my leadership abilities has really uh, drawn me to a population of people um, who are broken, uh, a population of people who may not be knowledgeable about certain subjects, a population of people who may desire and need transformation in their workspace. And, And my life circumstances set me up to do all of that. Now, After we look at the external component of the needs that we're drawn to, I want you to look with me with uh, the experience and the fruit that comes from our life. See, 
based on our life circumstances, based on how God has spoken to us, and based on what we're drawn to or toward externally, we we come to the table with quite a bit of experience. It is our experience that qualifies us for the calling on our life. And once we have that level of experience, there's there's some fruit that we produce. See, our life becomes rooted like a tree. And when we start out, there's this little seed that's planted. But after a while, you become this great big harvest in the lives of other people. And people can literally pick the fruit from your life and get healed. For example, say you were a person who struggled for many, many, many years with drug addiction, and God has miraculously healed you and taken you out of a bad situation. You went from a caterpillar crawling on the ground through an ugly state of being in this cocoon, and it was ugly and nasty, and it had all this white stuff all around it. But when you got through the thick of things, when you fought your way through the situation and you could peel back all of that stuff, stuff and you could see the light of day ahead of you. God was producing a butterfly. And now people who have addictions can come and pick off the fruit of your tree. You now produce something in the life of other people that is so transformative, so healing. Why? Because your experiences has produced something that money cannot buy. Now, in the event, that we get an opportunity to bring change and transformation in the life of others, oftentimes it is because of our experience. Now, the next area I want to examine is confirmation and counsel. That's right. What have other people said about you? When I was a little girl, I shared with you earlier in this podcast that God would speak revelatory things about my future. And there was a man on our street named Mr. Henry. And Mr. Henry would oftentimes see me walking to the grocery store. We had a little corner store at the top of our street. And as I would walk to the store, he would yell out, hey, teach. That's right. Mr. Henry nicknamed me teach. Now, I never wanted to be a teacher, and I never went around sharing with people that I was going to go into any formal uh, type of education. However, Mr. Henry would often hear me talking to the kids on the porch next door to him. You see, there were about maybe seven or eight of us neighborhood kids on our street. And we, at those days, you could be out late as long as your parents knew where you were. And we would always be at one particular home. And of course, everyone's parents knew everyone's parents. And we would sit out on a hot summer night and I would have the kids gathered on the stoop and I would be talking politics. And we'd talk about all kind of stuff under the sun. And oftentimes I was the ringleader for those conversations. And it was amazing because we were so young, who in the world knows where we got that type of information. But I was so confident as a kid and I loved to read and I would come back and I would sit the kids on the porch and I would, I would go to town giving them information. So Mr. Henry started to call me teach. Now what Mr. Henry didn't know was that Mr. Henry was pointing me to my destiny. 
God had already started the process of whispering in my heart. And Mr. Henry was the confirmation and the counsel of what God was speaking in my heart. Who have told you some wonderful things about your purpose and your future? What are people saying about you? What have people said or alluded to that you're great at? Those are the things that we want to put together the pieces of our life, go back to previous and or former conversations and start to assemble the clues of what people have said and see if some of those things match up with what God has stated over your life. Now, after we look at the examination of count, uh, confirmation and counsel from other people, we now want to look at our gifts, our abilities, and our skill set. I have a wonderful friend who uh, created an um, assessment called PLACE. And I, I suggest you should go. I'm going to put a plug in for my good friend, Jay. Go to placeministries.com. Org. Matter of fact, if you go to our website, Paradigm360Foundation.org, that's right, Paradigm360Foundation.org, you will see a, a tab on our website that says Place. And the reason that I love Place is because it is the only access, assessment that I know to date that measures you in five key areas. First of all, it looks at personality discovery. Personality discovery, uh, they use the, the, the instrument, the DISC instrument, and it really helps you understand how your personality impacts the environment in which we live, work, and play in. Are you a D-type person? Are you more direct? Are you an I-type person? Are you more lively and people-oriented? Are you an S-type person, more humbled and passive? Or are you a C-type person, more analytical? Now, once you look at uh, your personality, then it assesses your spiritual gift. The L is for learning your spiritual gift. Now, at the point that we come to salvation, God has put at least one gift, if not multiple gifts, in many of us. Now, isn't it amazing that my top gifts are teaching, exhortation, and shepherding? Now, isn't that amazing? Because that goes right alongside of what God was whispering to me in the third grade. It also goes along with the confirmation and counsel that I received from Mr. Henry. Now, the, the next letter in place stands for abilities. What are your natural abilities? What are you naturally good at? See, baking a cake is not a spiritual gift. Singing is not necessarily, depending on uh, how you're singing, I guess, in worship, is not necessarily a spiritual gift. So when we think about um, our abilities, what are you naturally good at? What really, what can you do with your hands or what can you make? What are you good at? Maybe you're good at writing. Maybe um, you're good at speaking. But what is your natural ability? Now, then C in place is connecting your passion with ministry. See, when we start to look at our personality type and we look at our spiritual giftedness and our natural abilities, then we can hone in on what we're passionate about. That's right. What are you passionate about? See, for me, I'm passionate about leaders. I'm passionate about development. I'm passionate about coaching. 
I'm passionate about transformation. I'm passionate about growth. And guess what the E stands for? Life experience. See, the reason I'm passionate about all those things is because I've been some, through some very hurtful situations, and particularly in church leadership, I've been through some nightmare situations. And I said, when I came on the other side of that, once I got on the other side, I wanted to create um, an opportunity, if you will, to spend the rest of my life teaching good sound doctrine, teaching good leadership skills. So no one else, if I could help it, who would cross my pathway would have to go through what I went through in the local church. So place, P-L-A-C-E. Listen, go to Paradigm360Foundation.org and hit on the place tab and all the information is right there. Now, in addition to understanding examining our gifts, abilities, and skill sets, we also have to look at an internal look at ourselves. See, what is going on inside of us is what prepares us for the external ministry that people get an opportunity to touch, see, and feel. See, my inner knowing is what I know that I know that I know that I know that God called me to do. It's that inner knowing. It's that that nagging thing that I, I know that God has called me to do. It's that holy discontentment. Right now, one of the things that we're doing is we're uh, created an academy, and I am excited because on our nonprofit side, uh, we are creating a global leadership program uh, that will service uh, churches uh, 300 and under. We will spend a year uh, with some of our um, uh, pastors that are coaches through our program. We will spend a year uh, coming alongside and walking alongside small church congregations to help develop them and equip them into what God has spoken over their vision and mission. I'm excited about that. Now, I have an inner knowing that that is the space that I'm supposed to work in. And I have an inner knowing that God has sent me into certain geographical areas to help change the mindset of how people see themselves and view themselves. And I'm excited about this opportunity. Well, once we really know what our holy discontentment is, then we come to our last stage, fulfillment and delight. What is it? What is it that you'll do for free? What is it that you don't even have to get paid for it? Because you're so called to that vision. You're so called to that mission. That money is not the driver. That there's, there's no monetary value that can be placed on what you're doing. For me... It's transformation, seeing the transformation in the lives of others. I often get an opportunity to sit in our city with um, C-suite executives and um, senior leaders in our city. And although we have a coach training company and we do a lot of leadership and development on the corporate side of what we do, that's not the reason that I want to sit down with them. I want to sit down with them because I realize one thing, that the higher you go, the oxygen 
is a lot lighter. What does that mean? That people who are way at the top, they have a whole lot to think of, a whole lot to think about and do, and people are pulling from every angle on their life. And I want to be that place where they can sit down and have a drink of water. That's right. I want to offer my anointing, offer my friendship, offer my coaching, and give them a place where they can just be. See, you must understand, good coaching is not in the doing. Good coaching is in the being. And so my fulfillment and delight is simply just being what I've been called to be in the life of leaders all over the world. Would you join me? Join me in the revolution of changing the lives of people. Go to our website. If you're interested in being a coach, check us out. Paradigm360foundation.org is our ministry site. Or you can look at our corporate site, Paradigm360consulting.com. Well, folks, with that said, my time is up. I thank you for yours, and I'll see you at the top. like to know more about how we're building and equipping world-class leaders one conversation at a time, follow us on the web at Paradigm360Consulting.com or drop us a line at info at P360Coach.com. With that said, our time is up. We thank you for yours, and we'll see you at the top.